It's the season six finale. Farewell, Deficit Lens Thinking. A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. We're back. Welcome to season six of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, founder and CEO of Students Matter. In season six, I am once again delighted to host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, two of my favorite humans, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money. We are focused on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. In season three, I explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. In season four, when we began the roundtable and Kathy and Penny joined me, we continued exploring ADL, thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to become accomplishment-driven leaders. In our last season, season five, we explored this new destination, how to talk about it, how to think about it, and how to bring your team with you as you depart on this journey. And now we've arrived at season six, we're going to use our thinking as accomplishment-driven leaders to tear apart one of the most damaging aspects of the status quo, looking at everything, doing everything through a deficit lens. In fact, it's so destructive, I think it's driving people in droves to go find a new line of work. Together, let's tear it apart, learn to think through the great work we must all do, but shift it away from deficit thinking. What does that look like? Stay tuned. Join us and take a listen. At Students Matter, we believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and each educator that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Good morning and welcome to the wheelhouse. We're back again for the season finale of season six. I'm with my good friends, Kathy Moni and Penny Brockway. Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Chandler. Well, hello, oh, Mrs. Brockway. So official this morning. I know. <laughs> the final goodbye season or episode. Isn't that wild, right? We are wrapping up season six today and we'll do a we'll do a little commercial for season seven at the end we have been talking all season we have been talking about this deficit lens like the the fact that education seems to look at everything people processes we seem to just do everything from the deficit lens which i find so fascinating, right? School improvement, evaluation, we grab programs, we look at our colleagues this way. Sadly, we look at students this way. We look at parents and families this way. And our and, and, and the episodes have resonated because I've heard from some listeners who are like, oh my goodness, right? You know, you nailed that. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me that we, on one hand, we espouse 
or at least many of us espouse, to to approach things and to approach people from a, a growth mindset. And yet everything that we do, and again, I'm, you know, everything in quotes, folks. I mean, there these are these are just, you know, some some commonalities that that a lot of what we do, we seem to do from a fixed mindset, because if you really think about it, looking at something from the deficit lens is kind of classic fixed mindset. When we think about, you know, moving forward, if we really believe, if we really believe that people and organizations and things can grow, if we put enough work into it, how can we do that when we still put everything through this deficit fixed mindset filter. So today is just kind of a, 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 a culmination of lots of thoughts that we've had over the over these last eight episodes around this deficit thinking, this deficit lens that we look through everything. So what are some thoughts that you have, my friends? How do we get rid of this? What do we do to get rid of this deficit thinking that seems to be so pervasive in our educational system today. That's pretty um, interesting because this entire conversation is, um, you know, just continues to be on the forefront of my mind as I'm, you know, as we leave the conversation and I step into my role that I'm currently in and work with, you know, some really amazing colleagues and think about all of these pieces that that we talk about and then have such a a profound lens of hearing things <laughs> it's like in there at like this alert high alert system right that it, all of these pieces um so i i'm really left with this yeah it's our finale but there's still so much more to think about and to do because that growth mindset um, what we're looking for, what does that look like? Um, it is clouded with that fixed um, with with so many people and not intentionally, right? I'm gonna keep we keep going back to that. I think that there's there are pieces to the the work that we do that we te- we seem to be programmed in, you know, and I often have to help some of the people on, you know, that I'm fortunate enough to work with be deprogrammed of those things um, as they step into a new role in a new place. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to continue the conversation. That's what I hope. I think it's really funny. I'm sitting here and those who are listening who know me personally are going to laugh out loud. And I appreciate that because they would laugh at me with me um, right along beside me. But I'm like, well, it begins and ends with me, the accomplishment driven leader who rants and rave about things, even maybe this morning around frustrations with their with their closest colleagues, right? Who understand their thinking and understand where they're coming from. We share those things and our frustrations. And then I think, okay, but where's the growth in that, right? And so when I say it begins and ends with me, I think about, yeah, we have to have people who we can, who relate to us so well that they know we're attempting to think this through. We're attempting to walk through this, um, but remind us frequently, like like Grant and Kathy do for me, this is a 
This has to be a growth process. We have to figure out what is that next step and how do we keep going, right? And so I think my internal piece is what I have to land on in this final episode of I have to continually work on me. Because as I carry through a positive, and not just Pollyanna, it's all butterflies and rainbows, not that, but a true positive belief that every person has the ability to grow and to achieve and to see this destination, I have to be able to um, I have to be able to allow others to hear that and see that in every conversation. And so that really is work within me on a daily basis. And Maybe I'm just a super negative person and I have to think about that all the time. But I have to put that on like I, I like getting ready in the morning, put on the fact that I am looking for the growth and I am looking for um, the the non-deficit. I don't know how else to put that this morning, I guess. Um but I'm really looking for how how are we moving forward and how are we looking at that destination and believing that everyone can do that. So I have to do that for myself first and foremost each day. And I think we have to have people that are, you know, or at least a person, you know, like you mentioned, Penny, the, the three of us in this space right now, that that accountability to it. So knowing that we all go there at at one point or another and and look through this kind of fixed mindset deficit model and we just we can't stay there and so how do we as accomplishment driven leaders who are those people that are walking the walk with us that can say hey mm, <laughs> okay remember and and be that accountability person um to be able to do that because it's it's easy to fall back into that that space you know especially when we've got so many different factors coming out at us as leaders um so having having people that can can walk the walk with us is so important so listening to both of you I, I'm, I'm pulling up the definition of accomplishment driven leaders and I want us to think about Right, what we've just been talking about in terms of how strong and pervasive the deficit the deficit lens is, and how different we need to be as accomplishment driven leaders. And I'm just curious to see when I read this out loud to remind everybody who's listening what an accomplishment driven leader is. What what immediately comes to mind from you know my good friends Kathy and Penny? Right. So I'm going to read it, and then you just tell me what it what immediately comes to mind in terms of this whole getting rid of the deficit lens. Accomplishment-driven leaders understand how to steer a district, building, or classroom closer to its strategic vision. They embrace the responsibility of expecting and ensuring adult capacity building in all professional areas aligned to student need, student learning growth, and the desired destination itself. They understand and value the complexity of the learning journey, not only for themselves, but for those in their charge, as they appreciate its impact on their ability to prove to each student that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. And silence takes and over. There's silence. <laughs> there's, there's, we all we have these moments, don't we, throughout this, this conversation? I often edit them out so that people don't know. 
<laughs> but it's it's this really uh, need to think, right? To think about what what does that really mean? Um, grit is the first word that came to my mind um, because all that stuff requires this deeper level of ability and tenacity as an accomplishment-driven leader. All of those things to understand that we are responsible for these humans. You know, we are we are fortunate that parents entrust us with the lives of their children, their most precious gifts in this world. And it takes so much grit to push through and block and shield and do all of these different things that are required to ensure that we, every child, understands that we believe that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Yeah. And that means that means that we have to fundamentally completely rethink what our strategic vision really is, right? Because it's not about, it's not about just test scores. It's not just about graduation and credits. Those are all important, but those are a given. Those are tools that we use, right? Those are tools that we use. This is about making sure that our students not only have the skills they need to be successful in the 21st century, but that coming away from 12 or 13 or 14 years of education, that they have come to believe over and over and over again the power of their humanity, right? And the importance of their role in the world and that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Accomplishment-driven leaders reject all things in the status quo that are incompatible with that destination, including looking at everything from a deficit lens. I'm doing a a book study with uh several of my colleagues around building thinking classrooms specifically in mathematics. And one of the the final questions in one of the chapters really just is I use this language all the time. So it's like, mm, I think you I think you took that from me, but I'll I'll give you credit. Um, <laughs> it. <laughs> um if we think about every, the fact that everything we do sends a message to students. Everything, right? Um, so what is the message that we're sending in our practice? What is it? What is the message that we're sending in what we say, what we do, those behaviors, those decisions that we make um, with the adults? So if we think about our level as accomplishment-driven leaders in supporting the adults, what's the message we're sending in the way that we're supporting them so that they can in turn, support our students and what message then transcends in each of those layers. And so how do we, how do we channel our captainship to build discretionary effort toward Mm -hmm. this goal that we have? How do we, how do we channel our poise, right? You know, Kathy used the word grit, which is part of, right? Part of this bigger envelope, this bigger umbrella we call poise. And this is hard work. This is really hard work. And how do we how do we remain true and steady uh, in in our work? And do we understand not only what the strategic vision is, just for some people, that's that's a lot of work right there because we don't necessarily have the ability to to identify and to define, right? Or they don't have 
they don't have the grit and the poise and the confidence to select a new destination, right? And to identify a strategic vision that is really going to take the organization forward. But then understanding the steps, the big steps and the little steps and aligning everything that they do. I mean, if, if teachers send messages to students, many that we don't necessarily even intend by the, by our actions, right? Then how do we do that as leaders for an an entire organization where we want to hyper-focus the work on the strategic vision? The difference between whether we get to that strategic vision or not, one of the differences, first, you have to know what the strategic vision is, right? You got to have one. You got to have a plan to get there. But then it's how well can you focus yourself on getting there? Yeah, I add Grant. And how do you find the resource to surround yourself with those who help you focus, right? I, I The partnership piece of the work that we know is so crucial to that, to that ability, I think, for an accomplishment-driven leader to drive forward is to have someone who's continually helping you see you're slipping into a deficit model thinking here that's not driving us, that's not helping us, and can have that crucial critical conversation when necessary, but can also give you the space to just work out the frustrations that feel so so out of place, um, but are real. Uh, um, because it is, you, you've both said it, it's hard work. Grit is hard work. And accomplishment-driven leaders aren't scared of that, but that doesn't make it less hard. <laughs> you know, I have said for a long time, you know, even even probably, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show my age, but even probably... <laughs> 20 years ago when I was working with students and we were, you know, it was like, you know, every, every student needs a coach. You know, if we want to, if we want to improve graduation rates, especially for, for vulnerable students, we would give every student a coach to help them navigate school and help them navigate. And then, you know, and then life changes and you end up in other roles. And I say, oh my gosh, every teacher, every teacher needs a coach. Every principal needs a coach. Every superintendent needs a coach. And, you know, people ask me what I do and I say, well, you know, I, I coach teachers and principals and superintendents and they're like, and they automatically assume that I'm coaching the ones that don't have skill. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's your deficit model. Ooh. Only those without skill need yeah. coaching. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm coaching the ones who want to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need a thought partner. That's what coaching is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Shoulder to shoulder, thinking through the work, understanding what shoes each other walks in, right? The, the, The forces of the status quo are very, very strong. And those forces often reside in deficit lens thinking. And so if 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 accomplishment-driven leaders don't have the poise, including the grit, right? To to really rethink what this is all about and to move them forward. And they don't have the support they need to, in order to get there, then boy, that makes the journey all the more complicated. It does. And that's why I was recently having a conversation with um a board member and you know they just hired a new superintendent and you know really excited about 
this next phase for the district. And I said, can I can I offer you some words <laughs> of, of encouragement and advice? And he's like, of course, Kathy, go right ahead. And I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how great that person is if you as a board aren't willing to to support and let that person truly lead the work and do what's necessary and what you want for the children that you are responsible for within that district. So that that need to, the want, I should say, it's not even the need, the desire to, to have this for the students means you've got to let this person that you think is an accomplishment-driven leader do the work. Absolutely. And when we think about, we look at examples all over the country of people doing you know, amazing work, what have they done? They have rejected the status quo. They have rejected deficit lens thinking. And either in very specific, in a very specific realm or in a larger realm, they have they have identified a new strategic vision, right? And they've gone after it. And we see, we see some some very positive results by what those people do when they when they move away from looking at things or acting within this deficit lens thinking, and they've created this new this new vision. And and it, they are a magnet then, right? Because they draw those who value that to them, and those who value that are willing to put in the discretionary effort. They give it. They they want to go there. They want to move. Um, so I just think about that in the sense that uh, it, it becomes those those um, arenas, those places where people are able to see that level of accomplishment driven leadership happening, draw people of like mindedness to them. That's a really important thing to think about and to remember when you're really in it hard and deep um, because it it doesn't always feel that way while you're sitting there. But the world watches those things happen. We know those names. We know those people, right? And when we think about you know where education is, you know, there are teacher shortages, teachers leaving in droves still, you know, um, we haven't recovered from the pandemic. We haven't learned valuable lessons yet from the pandemic, right? We just want to, we just seem to want to go back to, you know, 2018 <laughs> and pretend that the, that it never happened. But we've got people leaving in droves. We have people, you know, we have principals who are fried, right? Who are absolutely fried, um, who are trying to, who are struggling to try and hang on we, to, to, and to do good work. We got superintendents and other leaders doing the same. And, you know, and I wonder if this, you know, and, and people are, people are trying to write books about whatever, you know, trying to, trying to, to solve the issue. But I, I really believe, I really believe that this is the answer. Quit forcing everybody to look through everything from a deficit lens. Quit beating everybody up, including our children. Identify that vision for where you want to go. Recognize that you're only going to get there if you build if you build the capacity of the people that work for you, right? That you're not going to go you're not going to go out and find five thousand other people. So you might as well figure out how you're going to grow the people that you have, right? And recognize their humanity, right? And celebrate that, and and treat them and as if you believe they're distinctive and irreplaceable, and you know identify the steps that you need to get where you want to go, and then. 
build it and go, right? And if we would focus on the positive trajectory that we are all capable of of putting into place if we just learn how to think differently and reject some of the things that we've been programmed and conditioned to do, we might create a different space for humanity to blossom. Kathy keeps reminding us in every episode that it's the human factor. It's the human factor. It's the human factor. Um, I, I feel like that's that's it. Like that's the mic drop, right? <laughs> you know, everything that you you just said. I was sitting here thinking I could just listen to you read the Bible, like get her to read the phone book, like whatever. <laughs> it just it's, okay. Um, I paid her ten million dollars just to say that right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, if there were phone books, right? There, well, there, yeah, there are exist yeah. they don't exist, Kathy. <laughs> Talk about uh like aging yourself. Um, I think that's it. Like that. I'm so excited about our next season, you know, with talking about re you know, really looking at that human human piece. So as we we think about powerful student care and understanding that these these people, like how how do we really build um, the capacity of the adults and therefore the students? All of these components. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm ready to like. Okay, let's let's start recording the next season now because you just that you said you were going to do a little teaser. Well, there it was, sir. There it was. Right. <laughs> well. And if it isn't the human factor, if it isn't powerful student care, then why do we show up every day? <laughs> I don't know what education is if it isn't the human factor. Um, if we're here to manufacture books or if we're here to, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, why why show up? What was the intent if it wasn't about the, the spirit of humanity and growing it to its greatest potential, right? Not in our power. We don't have that power, but we certainly can give it wings and support that. And um, yeah, it's, it's what it's all about. I agree. That's the mic drop. So in May of 2023, ASCD published this amazing book called Powerful Student Care, honoring each learner as distinctive and irreplaceable. And I was thrilled to be able to partner uh, with my writing colleague Kathleen Budge to uh, to to really develop this concept that I had created earlier as a as a way of uh, providing an alternative approach to continuous improvement that didn't focus on on the deficit lens. And so in season seven, Kathy and Penny and I are going to invite some leaders from all over the country who are doing some interesting work with this idea of powerful student care. So not only are we going to talk about powerful student care and what it really is and what it really means and how to lead it using accomplishment-driven leadership and in those in those arenas. But we're also going to invite some folks uh, who are doing some really cool things in trying to engage this in this work with people that they lead. So we'll have some guests um, throughout season seven that'll join us in the roundtable. I'm super excited to to spend 10 episodes uh, talking about powerful student care in the educational arena, regardless of what format you you use uh, to educate our children. And that, I'm really looking forward to season seven. That is the mic drop, right? 
for season six. Thank you so much for joining us in the wheelhouse. We'll take a short hiatus while we plan this really powerful season. And we'll be back in April with season seven and powerful student camp. And that, my friends, wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of Season 6 drop every Tuesday beginning November 14th and running through the end of January 2024. Throughout the holidays, we'll take a break here and there. After all, we got to go help Santa. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter, LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online series of four courses, Exploring Accomplishment-Driven Leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd just like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on Mastodon and, of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can also be found on our website at Captivate, https colon forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot fm forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work. But being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we got this. (laughs) 